0: Four Hello, him. this is Reverend Erihima. I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the Word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God' Kingdom blessings. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you in the name of Jesus. We bless your holy name. We thank you for twelve years. And we want to bless your name for what you've done. We look forward for greater works. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I today want to share a thought with you. 12 years. Can we clap one more time? 12 years of labor and also harvest. And I, I want to talk about, I want to talk about gathering, amen, Amen. Amen. and you know, the word gathering, when you look at it, it also means meetings, everybody say meetings. meetings, meetings, and this is very important. For us, gathering means meeting, crowd, assembly, and grouping. You know, that is gathering. Um, when, I, when we were in the village, you know, during cocoa harvest, you plucked the cocoa pulse, and then we gather. There is a day we go around and we gather them in groups. And then we carry them to the place that would break the pulse. And sometimes they become a heap. So, in every gathering, there is harvest. In every gathering. And that is why as a child of God, you don't have to stop coming to church. Church meetings are very important. Hallelujah. And whatever God is doing, he wants harvest. There should be a harvest in your life. When you become a Christian, it's not just coming in church, singing, dancing. After a while, you look back and you see, yes, this is the harvest. This is a substance, something coming out of it. Amen. And so when you look at the word harvest, the gathering of God's people. Now let's look at it. Where two or three have gathered, Christ Jesus is in their midst. Matthew 18, 20. Matthew eighteen twenty, can you put it there? He said, "For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst." So, if you want to see Jesus, let two or three people come together, and the power of Christ will surely manifest. I've seen God doing incredible things in the lives of people. Just gathering in the name of Christ. So when it comes to church, it comes to anything else. Don't joke with it. Coming together as people has some spiritual benefits. That sometimes some of us think the church that we're coming, we are doing the pastor a favor. Amen. I've received incredible blessings for going to church. You know, Jesus appeared to me. My life is, I went to seminary, Catholic seminary. I spent three months in the seminary, and um, they sucked me from the seminary. Amen. I came home, I cried for about two weeks because I I felt God has rejected me. I was going to become a Catholic priest and I felt God has rejected me. And so I went to secular school and I came on vacation and some group of young men came to preach to me the gospel. And they said something like, You are a sinner, you need to repent. I said, What? I'm a sinner. I started seven months. I'm not here to um, make any decision. I started seven months at the age of eight. I received my first communion and all those things, confirmation. And you say, I'm a sinner. Amen. And at that time, I have learned uh, to be a boxer. You know, in the school, I was a boxer. And when you are a boxer, the least provocation, you want to show people your skills. And uh, so I decided I would beat them up. <laughs> so I took some boxing steps, and I was... Charging on them, and a friend of mine stood and he said, "Oh, but they, if they said, Receive Christ, and uh, uh, should this be a fight? <laughs> and I remember what one of them said. He said, "Even if you beat us, every pant of our blood will tell you, Jesus loves you." And that, that even I, 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 I became so angry. <laughs> so, I was led to the house. I got home. I was fooling. I'm a sinner. How? Then around 2 a.m., you know, I had my steady clock. You know, where the alarm was sound. And I'll get up and steady in the night. Then I saw the that time, there was nothing like a screen, big screen. I saw it on the wall. And then something like this, a big television. The screen came, there was no picture, and there was black spots. Then all of a sudden, I saw Jesus coming out of it. And he mentioned my name. And right, I connected to what happened. So I said, said, Jesus, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Forgive me. And he spoke, and when he was speaking, it was like fire in my bones. It was like electricity running through me. And he talked about my life. There's some things he said prophetically. He said, this will be the sign of the age. Communism will collapse this was 1976. Then he said, "East and West Berlin will become one nation again, and that will be the sign of the age." He spoke about so many things about my life, what he wanted to do. Then the last thing he said, "Go to Church of Pentecost; they will teach you the way of salvation." And it was Pentecost people I wanted to beat. Amen. So, it took me four days. I'll go, I'll stand outside, ah, watch through the window. I said, no, these people, they've defeated you. You see? Then one Friday, I just walked in and received Christ. And I remember the man who led me to Christ said, this is one of the latest Paul the Apostles. So Jesus is real. Don't joke. He's real. I've had three encounters with him. The last one, when I was in Nigeria, he called me. He came. He appeared. Afternoon. And said, get ready. Go to Ghana. I have a, a sermon for you to do in Ghana. And I came. Put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> Amen. So the gathering of God's people is very important. Reverend was talking about the feast in Israel. Let's look at Exodus 23, 16. Is that and the feast of harvest, the first fruit of your labors, which you have sown in the field, and the feast of gathering at the end of the year, when you have gathered in the fruit of your labors from the field? So, the gathering also is speaking prophetically about your own fruit that this year you bear fruit. Yeah. I said, this year, you will bear fruit. Yeah. I see fruit coming to your life. Yeah. You will gather them yeah. from January to December. Get ready for a harvest. Yeah. I said, get ready for a harvest. Yeah. And so harvest is something that God wants his people to experience, including you. Amen. Amen. Psalm 50, verse 3 to 6. You know, I I, I used to preach raw, and I would preach, and people were falling. But I learned to preach better when I could pay from Dr. Mensah. Amen. Let's look at that. Our God shall come. And shall not keep silent, and fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very temptuous all around. When we gather, our God comes in. Anytime we come together as people, God comes and He said, He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints. No, so when God comes, he's not going to say, gather the politicians. He's not going to say, gather the chiefs, but gather who? My sin. Are you one of them? Hallelujah. To gather to me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Your offerings identify you as a covenant child of God. Your tithe and the offerings. You see, some of us don't understand uh, tithe and offering. I have a book, The Power of Your Offering, but I don't have a copy here. You know, it identifies you as a covenant. It's a seal of covenant. Jesus died, and it was covenant between God and his people. Hallelujah. So when we come together, As people. Our offerings and tithes. Remind God that we are your covenant children. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Say receive it in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. Gathering of God's people bring corporate anointing. I have done crusades. And when you climb the crusade platform and you see the crowd, the anointing begins to flow. Sometimes you don't even pray for people and they start getting their healing. Because of what? The corporate anointing. So when we come together, my anointing may be 5.2. Yours will be a 7.3. So we bring all together and then we have a greater what? Anointing. Put your hands together and by the covenant way of God, corporate anointing is very important. Sometimes I'll come, somebody will come to church and, and, and had had a bad experience and didn't know what to do. But by the corporate anointing. As, uh, as somebody is singing and somebody is dancing, you get candle in the spirit. And that is why you don't have to take coming together as God's people for granted. Hallelujah. Now, Luke chapter 5, 17 to 20. Jesus was in the house. And the people, you can write it down. Jesus was in the house preaching. He said, now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem. You see, so the people came from various places. Amen. They came and and the teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. So when we come together, God's power will manifest. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Whatever that you're going through, as we've gathered this morning, may the power of God come upon you. May the anointing of God come upon you. And the Bible says, they carried into the meeting a paralyzed man. And when they came, there was a great crowd because there was a gathering. So they couldn't get in. But you see, when you walk by faith, Nothing will block your way. And that is why you need to lift up your faith this year. I said your faith will orchestrate a place for you. So they decided, okay, let's go through the roof. And faith will not take it it will not take any uh, permission to get the work done. The normal thing is if Jesus is in my house. And you want to break my roof? You have to come and see me, the landlord. And plead. please, we want to remove it. And later, we will let, uh, we will we'll pay every cost to fix it back. But no, these people just climb up, remove the roof, and let down the sick man. And the Bible said, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, son, your sins are forgiven. Then the Pharisee said, ah, who are you to forgive sin? Accept God. Then he said, look, what is it easier to say your sins are forgiven? Hey, young man, take your bed. And the man stood up and he was just walking. Your faith will make a way for you. When the doors are closed, go by faith. I said, when the doors are closed, go by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. And nobody can stop faith. And w- I was transferred. I was in the city working with the late Archbishop, Benson Dahosa. I was in the city of Benin City, and I was transferred to a village called Renibe with immediate, I mean, it was immediate transfer. Because the pastor there had an encounter with a demonic ape. He was just realizing ape came from nowhere, beat the man, assaulted the man, lifted him up, threw him down. And the man was dying. So he was in hospital. And Papa called me. You know, he asked my senior pastor to report. And I thought I've done something. When I went there, Papa said, Yeah, Matthew, I've heard that you're doing some, some wonderful things there. I want to give you a tougher assignment. <laughs> Will you go and say, oh, yeah, Papa, I'll go. He prayed for me. And he prayed a prayer. Don't joke with the prayer of your pastor. Sometimes a statement. Don't joke with it. Don't take it for granted. Papa prayed. And he said, anything that you need has been paid for. Wow. Wow. But after the prayer, I thought Papa would put the drawer and some. He said, "Go." So we went, and I had married new. I went with my wife, and the mission house that was given to me was an ancient building. The bed was made of clay. How many of you have seen a bed made of clay? Amen. And the roof you know when you look up you can count the stars <laughs> and I saw my wife was sad but I remember papa prayed for me and said anything that I need had been paid for so I, I, I the following day I hit town looking for the beautiful house I saw a modern house glass house everything so I sneaked in and already came out. He said, What are you looking You know, he looked, uh, he used their language, where? Well, uh, that means, What are you looking for? I said, Oh, who owns the house? He said, My son is in the city. I said, Call your son. The person who need to live in the house has come. <laughs> so the man came and then he called me and said, ah, Pastor, are you here? You are here, you want to rent my place. I say, you didn't hear the message well. I'm not here to rent. You see, faith is an impure spirit. When you speak faith, the person cannot talk. And that's why you need to walk in faith. So he looked at me. He said, oh, pastor, not this place in Nigeria. Everything, the money. I opened my Bible because Papa had told me my appointment letter is Luke chapter 10. As you go. So I started reading to the man. But if you enter a house and the man is a man of peace, let your peace. So I said, you want my peace to stay here? He looked at me. I so, said, Pastor, sit down. How long do you want to stay here? I said, as long as I live in this town, you can have it. Wow. Then the man said, ah, Pastor, I like you, pal. You're a nice man. He put his hands in the pocket, gave me 200 nara. My salary then was 25 nara. I, that was a big break. So I came back, I told my wife, I've rented a place. Come on, get up, let's go. <laughs> your faith will speak for you. I said, your faith will make a way for you. Your faith this year, something is going to break forth. Something is going to break forth anything that looks impossible is going to be possible anything that seems not be working for you is going to work for you doors are going to open for you, I said doors that are closed are going to open for you in the name of Jesus, some of you have never traveled by plane, this year get ready, I said this year get ready, this year get ready this year get ready the hand of God is upon you something is about to happen receive it now because the harvest is here 12 years celebration the harvest is here I said the harvest is here get ready for the harvest get ready for the harvest in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus So the gathering bring power. The gathering bring power. And don't joke with faith. Build up your faith. In the word of God. One time we were in Benin City. We had nothing. My wife and I. We looked through all the books. You know sometimes... (laughs) <laughs> you want to check, and my wife was pregnant with this girl here, and we had nothing. And uh, we checked through the book, then I found fifty Kobo. Where we are and where Jemsa was in the headquarters, you know, and we needed about. Three Nara to get there but we have 50 Kobo I told my wife let's get to the bus over there they call Trotro so we got into the bus um, the bus moved a few meters and it broke down and normally in Nigeria when the bus breaks down everybody will come for his or her money so the first thing that the pranker would do is to vanish. So we look around; the pranker had vanished. So I encouraged my wife, "Let's move. There's a market close by. Let's move there. It's called New Beni Market." We took some few steps, and the little girl saw me, and he said, "Pastor." Are you the Ghanaian pastor? I said, yes. You came to pray for my mother when she was dying two weeks ago, uh, three years ago. Where do you live? He said, you see that story, but is your mother at home? Yes. Today, my mother is having Miliki. That means celebrating the healing. And the man God used to heal is here. I said, Miliki in the house? Come on, let's go. So we walked in there, and great crowd, people had gathered, all kinds of food. And when the woman saw me, he jumped, said, this is the pastor God used to heal me. And, and, and everybody came around, and quickly we settled, and I told my wife, break your fast." Amen. Now, think of it. Why did the truck broke down? Let's look up Hebrew chapter 11 verse 8. You see, when you are walking in faith, sometimes you don't know where you are going. Sometimes there are Roadblocks. Now, give me Hebrews eleven eight. Eleven eight. Hebrews eleven eight. The Bible says. By faith, Abraham obeyed God. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he will receive as inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. This year, your goal, your vision looks far away you don't know how it will come to pass. You don't even know. You don't even have the money. But you need to obey God. I said, faith, you obey God and God will orchestrate your miracle. So when you walk in faith, God will orchestrate the miracle. He just speaks to you, take a step and ask you, go. He will orchestrate the miracle. Put your hands together for the Lord. So after all that was said and done, the woman took a truck, packed with rice, fish, meat, oil, provisions, a big truck. And bless me with a 200 now. And I told my wife, we don't need to go and and, and even worry, Bishop James, sir. we have enough. And, and that provision took us six months. We didn't buy anything. Everybody say, faith. 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 So when you got that, it doesn't matter where you are coming from. It doesn't matter your, your, your background. Faith. What for you? God will bring you to your worthy place. Amen. I've seen people in hopeless situation. But God came true. We're talking about gathering. Everybody say gathering. Yeah. Harvest. Yeah. Your harvest is coming. Amen. And so corporate anointing is very important. When we come together as people of God, corporate anointing is very important. Now, the last point I want to stress, and I'll pray for you, principle for harvest. In harvest, there is principle. You don't just get up and get harvest. You are passing by somebody's farm and say, oh, I'm hungry. Let me, let me just harvest something. What will happen? You are a thief because you cannot reap where you have no sown. And most of the time, Christians want to reap where they have not sown. God always works with a principle. If you get married and you want your wife to give birth, you don't just walk around your wife and sing. Walk around and sing, and your wife will get pregnant. There's a process you must sow a seed. No matter how tongues you speak, you have to sow a seed. And so the Bible says, seed time and what? Harvest. You want to gather? You need to sow a seed. The principle of sowing a seed. That Genesis 8, you can write it down. You may not read it. Genesis 8:22. Seed time and harvest. The principle of harvest is: you shall reap whatever you sow. So you need to be careful. Galatians six, seven to eight. Galatians six, seven to eight. Do not be deceived; God is not mocked. For whatever a man sow, that he will also reap. Yeah, continue on. For he who sows to his flesh will also of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. So the principle here is what you sow. You sow good works. You reap Good words. Some of us, the way we speak, you are showing to yourself. Me, nothing works for you. In my life, hmm, everything I touch will not work. You are sowing a seed. Because the word of God is a spirit. The words you speak are spirits. John says, 63. John says Sister 3. John says Sister 3. Jesus told them that the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. Well, it's the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit. And they are life. So speak good words. And how can you, you cannot speak good words without the word of God being guided by what the scripture is saying. If you speak something contrary to scriptures, don't expect to reap uh, read good harvest. In your difficult moment, You may have frustration, but still speak what the word says. It's not what you feel. Speak according to what you expect, not what you are going through. Some of us want to vent our, our frustration. And we think by so doing, we may have sympathy. It will not help you. You will not have a good harvest. Speak the word. A man came to Jesus. Others want to touch Jesus. Others want to want Jesus to lay hands on them on them. But this man came, he said, Sir, speak the word. Just all that I need is what? The word. Because the word can travel far. Amen. When it comes to the word, when it comes to prayer, there's no there is no distance in the spiritual realm. If your son is in the U.S. and you are here praying, there's no distance. It's just like he's standing by you. So speak. And that's why you need to, instead of you, you spend time on social media. Some of you spend time and laugh and this and the comedy. If you, if you, you, you listen to much comedy, you become a comedian. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And sometimes you are supporting other people's product. Sit down, watch TV, watch and watch, and watch this one, and laugh and laugh, and you go home. Your problem is still staring at you. So what? Spend time in prayer. Spend time in prayer. This year, don't joke with your prayer life. Stand up. And pray two hours. Big problem demand big prayers. Spend time. Some of you just 10 minutes. You pray. Sha, ba, 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 ba. Ah. <laughs> this cannot help you. We are in 2023. Point to somebody and say we are in 2023. Lift up your game in prayer. Lift up your game in prayer. Hallelujah. Yes. Spend time and pray. When you pray, things will change. Praying in tongues. First Corinthians chapter uh, uh, fourteen, verse two. It says, "He that speaks in tongues does not speak to men." There are some things you don't even need to speak to anybody. You speak to God. He will do the connection. He will do the organization. Before you know, let me tell you something. I went to Germany in, was it, 1997. I had a church there. A very beautiful church. And when I got down, the pastor I sent there has teamed up with the elders to take the church from me. And so when I was getting ready Sunday to go to church, they called me and said, Please don't come. What when, when you come, it will be blood. <laughs> Amen. And I told them, well, if you want to see blood, not my blood, your own blood. I did not go, I, I left everything for them. Exactly two years they fought Some of them have to be admitted at the hospital. But, you know, when I was traveling, a woman came to see me. The son had admission. So the money I need to buy in and out take it, I decided to sow into that woman's life. So I bought only one way. So I'm stuck there. But I prayed. Three hours throughout the night. The following day, I received a call from Berlin. I was in a place called Oberhausen. And then I received a call. One pastor called me and said, "Oh, I need you. Please, our church, we need you for a program. Can you come? I will take care of your ticket. You don't worry. I've never discussed anything. He said, oh, even if you, your date is over, we will pay for your ticket. So I went there. That evening we had a service. And what, what I saw a white man standing, sitting in there. I said, you get up. Hit the floor with your leg. He did it. I said, do it again. Do it again. And the man started shouting in German that he's here. Not no, he had cancer of the uh, foot, they were going to amputate. And that man stood up and said, whatever I was going to spend, including my, my insurance, I sowed that seed. And that was about 5,000 euros. Amen. Amen. That man took me to a sister, a, no, a, a distant cousin, and this woman had, had a depression for 19 years. He had never laughed and was indoor. And this is a very rich woman. In the house, he had about 20 workers. He owns a factory that manufactures a car parts. We walked in. The woman saw me. He just grabbed me and started laughing. We came out. All the stars were crying because they have never seen it before. That woman also blessed me. So you see, sowing seeds. Amen. Amen. I have finished with the program. Then I received a call from Belgium. A woman we've never met before. You see, this God. Point to somebody and say, This God. This God. This God. This God. This God. This God. He can do some things. The woman said he had a dream and saw only my name. You couldn't pronounce the name well, So he went about, he saw a Nigerian brother. He said, oh, this may be a Ghanaian name. So they looked at a guy, and one brother called and said, oh, yeah, I know this man. His church is in cycle. So they got connected to my office here, and the office called back. The woman said, he want to see me. At Belgium. So I went, I landed at Belgium. We had, um, he showed me he will use an umbrella, the colors of the umbrella. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm almost through with you. Then the woman took me to a hotel. The hotel owner is from Iran. And this man had an ulcer for 24 years. So we were shaking. He grabbed me. He also said he's ill. He took me to the presidential suit. Ah! I have never slept in presidential suit. I saw Mr. trade name there because his ministers and big guys. And he said, if you spend two years, you won't pay anything. All said and done. A woman called me. He came with a big bag, Cash. 32,000 euros. He said, God said I should give it to you. This God. You see, men will disappoint you. But my God will not disappoint you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But listen to me. Such prayer does not answer by prayer alone. Financial blessing does not answer by prayer alone. is by what?